It's just going to be a good plan, but it will never come into fruition. So again, I want to call your attention back to Ephesians chapter 6 to remind us that we are in a serious warfare. And quoting scriptures is good, but you need a strategy to be able to apply the scriptures that you quote. That the Lord will give you what you need to win the battle. It's my prayer that everyone has a handout. If you have a handout, you can cheat with me. You can help me um, slide through this on today. Um, I'll give you some today, and then we'll pick up on Tuesday. Amen? So um, we, we want you to understand, chances are we won't get through this handout. Don't be surprised. Won't be the first time. <laughs> but we'll pick up on Tuesday, should the Lord permit. Amen? I want to call your attention to Ephesians 6. I want to look at verse number 14. Verse number 14. If you were not here on the first week of the month, um, get you a handout from part one of this and get you a CD from part one of this. We did it on that Sunday and that Tuesday um, that you can be in tune with what the Lord is sharing with us. This is part two. Um, Verse 14 says, stand your ground, putting on the belt of truth and the body armor of God's righteousness. Stand your ground, putting on the belt of truth and the body armor of God's righteousness. Amen. You may take your seats. Strategy. Yeah. Oh, I like that. What's your strategy? We begin by looking at um, when we in our first installment of this lesson, the idea of understanding that the word strategy comes from a Greek word, which simply means to command, to lead and to encompass. Not only does it mean to command, to lead or to encompass, we discovered that in verse number 11. The Bible said to you and I that we are to put on the whole armor, put on all of the armor of God that we could stand against the strategies of the devil. But when we begin to look at that word stand, um, it lets us know um, that that word stand was significant. It came from a word. It comes from a word. That means that God gives us the ability to envelop. He gives us the the ability to encompass the territory that he has given us. He gives us the ability not to just stand, but he gives us the ability to master that which he has blessed us with. And many of us are struggling in life because we have allowed the blessings of God to master us instead of us being able to master it. Um, God gives you a child, and instead of you being the parent, the child becomes the parent. Amen. We've allowed the blessings of God to master us instead of us mastering it. Um, God gives you a job. It's a nice-paying job, and all of a sudden, you allow the job to become your master instead of you mastering it. Um, God bless you with the job, and he didn't bless you with anything that would take you away from him. He blessed you with what you needed to supply you with what you need, not for you to allow it to become your master, but that you can envelop it and you can discover how to master it. 
And some of us are struggling with our relationship and we can't be faithful to the assignments God has given us because we've made our jobs, J-O-B, our masters. And you, 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 you try to rationalize it and you try to justify it by saying, I've got to eat. I've got to pay these bills. And can I be honest with you? If that job does not allow you to serve God, just like God gave you that one, he'll give you another one. But you've got to be able to stand firm and trust that God will never fail you. He'll never come short of his word. But, but sometimes because of our own selfish desires, um, we want two cars and two garages when he only gave us enough capacity to handle one car and one garage. But because we want two cars and two garages, we make that our master and we walk away from the master. God has called us to understand the first thing we've got to do. We discovered that um, we've got to put on the belt of truth. When you get a chance, look at Ephesians chapter six, verse 14. It begins to not only tell us we've got to put on the belt of truth. That was week number one. But on today, we want to look at the fact that it also tells us we've got to put on the breastplate of righteousness. And we discovered that truth um, is a dangerous thing for some of us that some of us can't stand to be by ourselves because when we by ourselves, we've got to deal with the truth. And many of us are running from the truth because the truth is not always easy. The truth is not always sanitized. Sometimes it's the naked truth that gets us all discombobulated. But the truth of the matter is you can run around here and try to pretend to be a well-dressed lie all you want, but God is going to call you and hold us accountable to standing on the truth sometimes you got to tell folk the truth even if they don't like it but be careful be careful be careful because the bible says whatever you do you got to do it out of love don't don't tell me the truth to try to hold me down you got to tell me the truth out of love to try to lift me up um you've got to understand so last week we discovered you got to put on the belt of truth today i want to look at this thing called the breastplate of righteousness king new king james version calls it a breastplate of righteousness the niv version calls it a breastplate of righteousness but the nlt calls it a body armor of righteousness and i like that version a little bit better because you've got to understand what god gives us is that which protects our body um, I need you to get that real quick. Um, it's important for you to understand the functionality of this breastplate, this body armor, because when you understand the functionality of this breastplate, this body armor, you understand the design of how God has given us everything we need to be successful. I'll say it one more time. If you understand the principles that are given here, you'll understand that God has given us everything we need to be successful. And the only reason you and I are not successful it's because we have not properly articulated or we have not properly ingested the power or the process of putting on the body armor of the Lord. Um, I need you to understand that you understand that truth is what sets us free. We discovered that in, in the first week that you've got to understand that freedom is there for all of us. But to get freedom, you've got to stand in the truth. And the truth, you've got to understand, will set you free. But now that you are free, there's an enemy that does not want you to stay free. So now the enemy is going to continue to come after you. And so God says, now that I've given you the knowledge of freedom, now let me give you what you need to protect protect that freedom he gives us what's called 
the breastplate or the body armor of righteousness. And when you get there, you're going to discover, you're going to discover that God says, now here's the strategy. Here's the strategy. Did you hear me? Anybody want to win? Anybody want to be successful? Anybody want to break through? Anybody want to be delivered? Anybody want God to turn that thing around? Well, here's the strategy. He says, you've got to discover how to put on the breastplate of righteousness. Watch this. In chapter 1, God revealed to us in Ephesians the blessings of, of Christ. In chapter 2, God revealed to us in Ephesians the need for salvation. Watch this. In chapter 3, God revealed to us the need to grow in the knowledge and strength of God. In chapters 4 and 5 of Ephesians, God revealed to us that there's a particular character and conduct that every Christian, every believer should carry themselves with. And when people see you, they ought to be able to see that you belong to God. And then he says in chapter six, now let me give you the blueprint to make all this stuff work together. And I need you to understand that many buildings have faltered and failed because they didn't have the proper blueprint. Anybody that deal with construction, the first thing you know you got to understand is you got to get somebody to sign off on the blueprint. God said, let me sign off on your blueprint. He says, he says, as with other pieces of the soldier's army, the breastplate protects our spiritual heart and body. Did you hear what I just said? The breastplate protects your spiritual heart and body. Cam, that's important for you to understand because you need to understand the first thing the devil wants to get is your heart. I need you to get that because I raised this question during the week and, and my wife kind of looked at me strange. I said, man, let me ask you a question. I said, in the Garden of Eden, if God created Adam and Eve and Adam and Eve was the only two that were in the Garden of Eden, how did the serpent get there? Uh, God, God created, y'all looking at me like she looked at me like, huh? Uh, God created Adam and Eve. Nobody else was supposedly there. And then God created this place called Eden, the Garden of Eden that was his design specific place. You know it was his because he was walking in, the, in there conversing with them like you and I converse. He was present there and God does not dwell in any unclean, unholy temple. So if God was dwelling in the Garden of Eden, that means it was a clean, a holy temple. And all of a sudden in chapter 3 of the book of Genesis, here comes this thing called the serpent. How did the serpent get there? Oh, 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 because God had to teach Adam and Eve the proper strategy. Um, I'll get to that in the days to come. But I need you to, to understand that when you look at it, you've got to understand that the breastplate deals with your relationship with Jesus. Um, can I tell you, um, and you not get mad at me, folk don't mind you saying that you're a believer. Folk don't mind you saying that you're a Christian. But they got a problem when you say you believe in Jesus. Come on, let's be honest. Um, I've, I've been called to go do what they call invocations. They want me to come pray at a particular meeting, particular function that they're having. And then it's a mixed group, multi multitude of people, multitude of ethnicities, multitude of religious backgrounds and all that kind of stuff. And then they try to tell me um, to be respectful of everybody else's belief and that not to mention the name of Jesus. I say, well, if you don't want me to mention the name of Jesus, you don't want me to pray. You call somebody that can be neutral. I'm not neutral. I believe in Jesus. Amen. And, and I'm not ashamed of that. Now, if that offends you, that's not my issue. That's yours. My, 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 job, my job is to be authentically who God called me to be. And what that simply means is you can't make me stop saying Jesus. 
God says you got to have the proper breastplate on. You've got to have the proper body armor on because if not, the doctor knows that there is an enemy that wants to infiltrate your heart. Um, I'm, I'm here to tell you, um, if you look back over your life um, and think things over, your real problems didn't come till you gave somebody your heart. Come on, anybody would be honest in here? I know this is a tough, tough situation to admit, um, but I gave them my heart, and they walked through that thing and tore it up from the... Come on, and now I don't want to trust anybody else because I don't never want to feel that kind of pain again. And so all of a sudden now, you're like a turtle. You stick your head out, but you go right back in your shell because you didn't have the strategy to keep the proper breastplate on, and now somebody broke your heart, and you won't even give God your heart. Come on, come on. Um, the, Bible, um, the Bible will let us know that when the enemy comes, he's after your heart. Can you holler heart? heart. Um, watch this. Um, it's not even on the slide. It's not even on the slide. But, but let me tell you this scripture real quick. It's not even on the slide, so don't turn that one yet. Um, but here's what, the, what Jesus said to his disciples before he was getting ready to leave. He said, let not your heart be troubled. Because what he recognized was that they ain't just coming after you to get you to do something crazy because you standing firm in me. But they know if they get your heart, you'll walk away from me. Come on, let's tell the truth. And you know some folk in your family that used to go to church, that used to serve the Lord till they connected with somebody that didn't belong to God. Anybody going to be honest? I used to be that person. Look, look, I saw somebody in the grocery store. Pastor, I, I know I need to get back to church. I ain't been to church in a long time. I said, baby, how you been? Everything well. I ain't been to church. I know I need to do better. I said, baby, what's his name? She put her head down. You want to know why? Because I know why she ain't been to church. Because she connected with somebody that don't believe in church. When you connect with the wrong thing, you're going to get the wrong results. How you call yourself a Christian and you connect with somebody that don't have a relationship with the Lord? Now God can turn everybody around. Well, why don't you wait till he turn them around before you hook up with them? Run around here looking for a fix-em-up project. God can handle it by himself. He don't need your help. When he wants to fix them up and clean up, he'll do it. But until they got their own place, their own job, their own car, and their own responsibilities that they taking care of, well, don't you hook up with them. I know it's tight, but they told me it's right. Come on to the next one. Here, here's what you got to understand. If you're going to reach your goals, anybody got some five-year plans? Anybody got some plans? If you don't have a five-year plan, shame on you. Talk to me later on. I want to make sure everybody have your plan. If you're going to meet your plans, you got to have the proper strategy. you got to have the breastplate of righteousness. Keep going. And here is what the Lord says to you and I. He simply puts it in a way that you and I will understand that we are serving, we are serving a God that will, have, that will have us to understand that we are in need of a proper strategy. Now, I'm going to mess with some of our theology um, between today and Tuesday. And um, if you don't agree with what I'm saying, don't walk out on me. Give me a chance to share it with you and we can dialogue about it. Um, because I know sometimes when you mess with people's theology, they shut you off before they let you explain where you're coming from. Amen. 
um, I understand that some of us have been to school. Uh, keep going. Some of us have been to school. Some of us have read the Bible. Some of us have some education in theology and systematic theology and Old and New Testament and all that kind of stuff. I ain't trying to mess with none of that stuff. I'm just trying to teach you what God has given me. Amen? And, and when I teach you that, um, it is my prayer that we'll be able to at least reason together. Amen. Keep going. Here's what the Lord says. Here's what the Lord says. You got to stand in the truth. Look at that last one. uh, Psalm 25 and 5. It says, lead me by your truth and teach me. Did you hear what I just said? He says, lead me by your truth and teach me. Why is that important? Because John 4 and 24 says, for God is spirit and those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. But I can't worship him in spirit and in truth if I haven't been taught properly. And and many of us are struggling. We save, we are saved, we are sanctified, but we're struggling in life because somewhere between the truth and the teaching, we got mixed up. Come on, I know it's, it's, it's hard, but it's fair. Y'all taking pictures, so I'm going to slow down so y'all can take the picture. And I got 10 more minutes, and I'm getting out your way, and I'll see you Tuesday. Um, it's hard, but it's fair. Did you hear me? Um, and you've got to understand. Go on to the next one, T. Um, you've got to understand that you've got to have a plan of action. What's your target? Anybody know your target? Anybody know what you're trying to accomplish? What are you trying to get? What is your target? What are you aiming after? You came to church for what? You sung in the choir for what? You played the instrument, you played the keyboard, you work in the sound booth, you ushered, you're preaching. You t- for what? What's your target? It's good to be in church if you're after the right thing. Because let me tell you, the devil comes to church. You think I'm joking? Read Job 1 and 1. And the sons of God came to present themselves before God. And Satan showed up too. He went to church and he goes to church every time you go to church. So you've got to understand and some of y'all can testify who I thought was alright with me. I found out I met them in church and they were nothing more than a devil in church. That's why the Bible lets us know you got to watch some of these folk because they're wolves in sheep clothing. Come on, this might not be a shouting message, but it's going to be one that will bless you if you just let it marinate in your spirit. You've got to have a target. I didn't come to church just to see you. I don't have to come here to see you. I see some of y'all doing a week in a half. I ain't got to come here to see you. I come here to get more from God. Did you hear me? And I've got to be clear about that because if I walk in here and one that don't speak to me or one to mistreat me, then I walk out upset. Why am I walking out upset because of what she did? I didn't come here for her. I'm not walking out the usher board because she started tripping. I'm not walking out the choir because she started tripping. I'm not going to stop preaching because she started tripping. I'm not going to stop tithing because she started tripping. I'm not going to stop being faithful to God because she started tripping. I ain't coming for her. She's not my target. And if I don't have a for real target, hey ladies, that's why you can't play with these brothers. If they ain't got a target, walk away. What are we doing? How long is it going to take us to do it? Where's the plan? I'm not going to waste my time with you, give you six months of my life, two years of my life, and then just still be ripped apart and you gone home by just. No. What's the plan? 
Come on, tell the truth. If you'd have known this some time ago, how many would have made some different choices? Poured all myself into you, and now I'm sitting here struggling, and you gone on with the next nanny that came by. No, baby. Uh uh-uh, uh. Uh-uh. Go on about your business. Somebody told me this before. Beat your feet. You've got to have a target. God's been too good to you for you to just drift through. Come on to the next one, T. We'll come back. Stop right there. We good. We, we stop right there. Proverbs 4 and 23 says to you and I, breastplate, watch this. Guard your heart above all else. Did you hear me? Guard your heart above all else. For it determines the course of your life. What is he saying to us? He's saying what's in your heart. Wait a minute. Didn't you preach on something like this a few weeks ago? What's in your heart will manifest in your actions. And you've got to learn that shouting is fine. But you can shout and go to hell. Work with me. Folk come to church speaking in tongues but won't speak to you in English. There's something wrong with that. You can quote all 66 books of the Bible. You know Psalm 23 forwards and backwards, but got the nastiest attitude that the Lord ever let walk through the doors of the church. Oh, now this one really going to hurt. You got all these titles at church, but nobody at your house can stand you. There used to be a song saying, ain't no future in front. Man, what would happen if we just came to church and got real with God? Something is wrong with our hearts. That's why folk got to beg you to do everything. The only time you do it is when they make you feel good. Come on, I ain't going there right now. I'm just telling it like it is. God says something is wrong with your heart. Guard your heart above all else. Wait. For it determines the course of your life. This scripture ain't up there, but let me say it. There's another scripture that, that, that tells us um, uh, um, from the heart flows the issues of life. It's the same scripture, just a different ver- version. But here's the thing, Adrian. You don't think with your heart. So, so, so what are they saying to us? There's literally, have to, we have to understand that according to Hebrew culture, they connected the heart and the mind as one. So literally, what the proverbial writer was saying to you and I, which is the same thing Paul reaches back to when he talks about this breastplate, is he's saying to you and I that because the heart and the mind is connected to one, you got to have your psychology right. That your cardiology can be right. That your anthropology can act right. Did you get what I just said? Because if you got a crazy way of thinking, you're going to have a messed up heart. And if you got a messed up heart, you're going to have some messed up actions. 
Come on, y'all know it's some folk right now you can't stand. And if the Lord would just let you loose. Come on, do I need to name them for you? Do I need to t- call you? Can I do, any, do I need to go down the road? Baby, mama, baby, daddy. Can, do I need to go down the road? No good, cantankerous supervisor, co-worker, boss. Um, HOA, my neighbor. Lord, bless me right there. Do I need the name Do I need the name of them? Uh, my child's, my child's significant other. Oh, if I could just put my hands on them. Do I need to? Why y'all looking at me strange? Um, because there are some folk right now that you know that you have ill will against in your he says put on the the breastplate put on the yeah put on the breastplate now I'm stopping right here to understand what's coming on right here I'm going to throw this out and I'm going to stop says Washington I'm Go back to Genesis chapter 2, verse number 4 and 5. This going to mess with your theology. And then, BK, we done when that clock say 1030. This is the account of the creation of heaven and earth. When the Lord God made the earth and the heavens, neither wild plants nor grains were growing on the earth. For the Lord God had not yet sent rain to water the earth, and there were no people to cultivate the soil. Let's read it again. This is the account of the creation of heaven and earth. In Genesis chapter 1, we get, and God said, day 1, and God said, day 2, and God said, day 3, and God said, day 4, now, and God said, day 5. Now, notice there's something that took place in between all them and God said. But we don't get it for detail by detail of what took place. And then when you get to chapter 2 in Genesis, um, verse 4 says, This is the account of the creation of the heavens and earth. It's going back to Genesis 1. It says, when the Lord God made the earth and the heavens, watch this, neither wild plants nor grains were growing on the earth. Why? For the Lord God had not yet sent rain to water the earth. Why? Read the last part for me. You see it. The first five days... God put stuff in place, but here's what he says. Now there will be no progress. What do you do when God stops progress? What do you do when God stops growth? You wondering why it ain't progressing? You wondering why there's no growth? Because God stopped it. God withheld prosperity. God withheld growth. Why? Last part. There were no people to cultivate the soil, till the soil. Did you hear that? In other words, there was no proper man in place. Let me just say amen to that. Watch this. Because Alicia, the Lord is telling you and I, I'm not going to let progress show up until the proper man shows up. I will withhold progress. It's available to you. But until the proper man shows up to cultivate it, you can't have it. Pray all you want. Shout all you want. Talk in tongues all you want. 
quote the 23rd Psalm all you want, play all the instruments, usher all you want, deacon all you want, until the proper man show up, no progress. We'll get more into it on Tuesday. Meet me on Tuesday. I really got something to say to you. I promise you, I really got something to say. Meet me on Tuesday. I guarantee you, if the Lord permit me, I got something to say to you that's going to bless your life. Come on, put your hands together and say strategy. Come on, you can do better than that. Put your hands together and say strategy. I suggest you be here on Tuesday.